I've gotten a phone call from a woman that has. I've only gotten a message and that said that some uh, something similar has happened to her and I haven't returned it yet. That's Leanne tweeting. That was part of her um, uh, going before microphones yesterday. She's the one who came out yesterday and told the story about Al Franken uh, sticking his tongue down her throat and uh, that whole thing and her telling the story. And she's completely believable. Of course, Al Franken is not really denying it. No. He's apologized. She accepts it and says she's not calling for him to resign. So that's kind of an interesting angle to the story, but. It is. It is. That's, you know. I said yesterday, I said, well, based on the way these things have gone with all these other people, whether it's Weinstein or um, or Roy Moore or uh, Kevin Spacey, you know, one person comes out, then a whole bunch of other people come out. Yeah, 20 more just came out on Spacey, for what it's worth. Wow, that's incredible. So, so, so yeah, that's in- why I hesitate to say her, what her apology acceptance means, because it's not over. I find it unlikely that in this case there won't be more accusers with Al Franken. Well, this is a pleasure uh, to welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show, Melanie Morgan, an award-winning radio talk show host herself, co-host of the highly rated Lee Rogers Melanie Morgan Show for years on KSFO San Francisco, among other projects. She was a news reporter for KGO in San Francisco, um, and it doesn't say this on the little sheet, but uh, she has done absolutely fantastic, heroic, awe-inspiring work for raising money for our active duty military and vets. Uh, Melanie, how are you? Joe, thanks so much for having me on the program. I appreciate that little plug for our trips because that's what I live for. It's really super important. Well, and hey, uh, before you go, before you hang up, let's make sure we have links that people can find to support what you do and the rest of it because we're more than happy to help any way we can. So, listen, we could uh, chat about old times all day, but let's instead talk about your interactions with Al Franken through the years. Why are we talking right now? Okay, well, let's just go to my starting point, which is I do not have a lawyer sitting next to me in an all-red coat with a bucket of tears and a box of Kleenex. I'm out here all by myself telling about what happened to me 19 years ago, or in 2000, actually, 17 years ago, August 19th of 2000, when I was asked to participate in a roundtable discussion, a political discussion on Politically Incorrect, which was Bill Maher's show before it went to HBO, was on ABC. The guests um, included, um, of course, uh, Al Franken and um, the former lieutenant governor of Colorado, as well as the actor Billy Baldwin and myself. I was the token conservative. So I met him in a political context. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to say that it kind of the show kind of bobbled along for a while until we got into a mundane discussion. And I was trying to make a bigger point about government spending and how out of control it was. And I cited some numbers from the OMB, and I got challenged by Al Franken on that. And I came right back over the top and challenged him. But he wouldn't let it go. He just kept coming at me about it. I just thought it was weird. But, you know, after this taping was over, I went back to the green room. And Al Franken followed me into the green room, sort of stalking me. And then just got up in my face and really started being very intimidating and saying that he was going to prove I was wrong, and he just kept going at it, at it, this very obsessive, almost compulsive way, and it kind of freaked me out. And then he followed me out of the studio uh, into my waiting car, and I was getting really upset. But I thought, oh, okay, this, you know, this is the end of it. I'm, not, I'm never going to see this guy again. And then I discovered the next day and several days afterwards that he had gotten my phone number from the show producer, and he started calling me, stalking me, harassing me about this point. 
and it totally freaked me out. I was terrified. It really scared the living hell out of me, guys. I thought, you know, we've all been in this situation because we are public personalities where people have obsessive compulsive personalities and they get into this stalking mode. And I thought that's what I was looking at, somebody who was unhinged. So the final conversation that I had with him was, if you don't leave me alone and stop calling me, I'm going to make an official police report, and, and I'm not kidding around here. Just leave me the hell alone. And that finally got through to him, and fortunately, I haven't heard from him since. But I wanted to come out. I'm not making any allegations about any sexual overtures, but I did want to come out and support Leanne Tweeden after she came out yesterday to tell her horrific story. So I know what it's like to be out there. It's kind of scary. It's very scary. I'm sure that she's taken a lot of heat. I wanted to know she's got, uh, she's got a wing woman because I've experienced firsthand how creepy and weird this guy is. <laughs> I, I heard a lefty commentator mentioning yesterday, too, that he is a legendary bully on the Hill, uh, screaming at his staff and the rest of it. You know, listen, in any workplace, there are tensions, but from what I, from what I understand, he's just he's a mean, mean guy, which rings true. But. So when he would call and leave you messages, what, what, what would he say? No, he called me and he talked to me. He would get into these long, rambling discussions, and honest to God, Joe Jack, I had no idea what the hell he was talking about. He just went off onto these bizarre tangents. You know, it wasn't Stuart Smiley by any means, or Smalley, rather. I had no idea who this man was. It was just so weird. So I just did everything I could to get off the phone as fast as I could. Wow, interesting. Well, yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to see what happens with Frank. And I, it's possible he had a momentary uh, stupidity lapse there. He was uh, miles from home. She was a cheesecake model. He thought he could get away with it, but normally he wouldn't do that. But we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Well, let me tell you what I'm calling for today. Um, I am calling on the Senate Ethics Committee to hold hearings. I want hearings. Uh, I don't accept his apology. It's not my apology, except or not, for, on behalf of uh, Leanne Tweeden, but he hasn't apologized to me, and I would like very much to see him investigated because at my website, MediaEqualizer.com, my partner, Brian Maloney, has, has covered uh, this guy, Al Franken, for over 15 years, and there are some very sick, very disturbing stories that we have had documented and vetted that we've reported on, and it includes, and I, I'm sorry this is a family program, I know it, but it includes bestiality and sexual fantasies of rape by Senator Franken. So if, if this happened to Leanne Sweden, and I'm telling you as somebody that you guys have known for a while that this happened to me, you can bet there are other women out there who are going to need a little bit of encouragement to come forward. I don't understand why he was ever elected United States Senate in the first place. I talked about this in contemporary, in contemporary time when I was on KSFO in San Francisco. I told this story. I didn't stay silent. And I'm really disappointed in the voters of Minnesota, but that was their choice. It's a democracy, but it's not too late to right that wrong. So I can't let this uh, just hang out there. W what's the whole bestiality story? What's going on there? What, what happened? Here, this is honest, Scott, documented, guys. I'm not saying anything that you can get sued on or that I can get sued on, but um, there are a couple of instances. There was one, a Playboy column that he had called Pornorama. I'll leave it at that. There was another instance in which he was talking about um, he had uh, told his son had told him 
that he was going to do a school report on bestiality and that he thought it was awful funny and he was encouraging him to do it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's interesting. Oh, my God. No doubt. Uh, Melanie Morgan, uh, legendary Bay Area radio personality, among other things. We'll have a link to her organization so you can help her help the troops, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Melanie, hey, thanks a million. It's good to talk to you. It's good to talk to you guys. I appreciate it. Remember, um, I am very determined that we're going to uh, get some Senate Ethics Committee hearings going if if the um, senators are not as hypocritical as they appear to be. Well, they are. Unfortunately, they are. But thanks. So, okay, well, that that backs up then uh, this Leanne Tweeden who came out yesterday because the, the follow-up to um, Franken sticking his tongue down her throat was she said he was really intimidating, and and I think she even used the word stalking uh, for the rest of the USO tour, and but she didn't go into a lot of detail. But now hearing uh, Melanie Morgan talk about how, uh, you know, he would just very aggressive in-your-face conversations... Right. Probably more of that over sort of and thing. over and yeah. over again. Yeah. Your phone rings and it's him again. Yeah, he wants to come at you again. Yeah, that sort of personality. Well, listen, that's weird to me. Um, the the real story that we can sink our teeth into as taxpayers here are the two hundred and sixty complaints of workplace discrimination that Congress has settled for fifteen million dollars, paid for by you. Congressman gropes a staffer, sticks his tongue down her throat, grabs his package, demeans them, one whatever. Of the, one of the stories was uh, one of those, uh, yeah, come over to my place, and uh, they get there, and he's standing there with no pants on. Right, that's in one a of the towel stories. and shows off his crank, right? Yeah, come in and touch it. Well, that's disgusting, and then and, and they're going to have to pay some money to shut those people up and make them go away, and it's your money. <laughs> I have Suckers. A, I have a feeling that, unfortunately, this part of the story this week is getting lost, and there are a <clears> bunch <throat> of uh, Congress people, women, uh, that are that are trying to you know, let everybody know, because this is shocking stuff. 200-some settled cases over what period of time? I don't remember. But, well, let's take a break, and we'll come back and talk okay. about it. And $15 million of taxpayer money to settle them. Yeah. And part of the settlement, of course, is it gets to stay secret, so we don't know who's still in office that we taxpayers have paid to uh, to, to, to keep quiet a uh, sexual harassment thing, or, yep. you know, beyond sexual harassment. So the two requirements, the two things written in stone are, you pay for it, and you don't get to hear about it. That is incredible. Keep trusting the government, suckers. Yeah, more on that coming up. Our text line, by the way, is 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show. Got a sorority here. Uh, one girl has a comfort dog that she says she needs. Another girl is allergic to dogs. That's right. Who wins in that battle? Stay tuned. All right. Yep. Yep. 
That's where we are. Um, uh, got this text on our text line. I'm speechless that taxpayers have to pay sexual har- sexual harassment fines on behalf of Congress members. Yeah. Are we living in ancient Rome? Well, yeah, you have to pay, but you don't get to know about it. There you go. Those are the rules. F you, taxpayers, you stupid, stupid suckers. And if I understand it correctly, the way it has worked for uh, many, many years is if... Uh, so you've been groping your secretary, secretary files a complaint, you auto, you're you automatically assigned a lawyer to represent you and keep you out of trouble that is paid for by the taxpayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is not. She has to uh, afford her own lawyer, which so it'd be you pocket, you know, paying out of pocket for, for lawyer bills, which can add up very, very quickly against somebody who has no limit to how much lawyer hours they can rack up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you come to a, you know, agreement that you did do something and they say, yeah, I did, you get paid off. You have to keep your mouth shut and the taxpayers pay that. So that, that's, that's a pretty amazing situation that they've carved out for themselves. So it's a disconcerting day for me as I find myself in agreement with Jackie Spear on something. Jackie is a Democrat congresswoman from California, is in my opinion, a halfwit, a communist, a panderer and a halfwit. Did I mention that? <laughs> now she's fully witted. You. Called her a half-wit twice. Or, or is it, you know, 0. 0.5 times 0. 0.5? Oh, wow. She's a quarter-wit. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, and, and uh, oddly enough, I found the coverage of this on CNN really thorough as well. Lawmakers and staffers all say sexual harassment is rampant, but even members of Congress have no idea how widespread the problem is. And uh, they mentioned the Al Franken thing. Then they... Point out, there's little specific data to help illuminate just how pervasive sexual harassment is on Capitol Hill. The one figure that we have is the total that the Office of Compliance has paid to victims. On Thursday, the OOC released additional information indicating it has paid victims more than $17 million since its creation in the 1990s. And if anybody gives me any sort of, well, that's really just a drop in the bucket of the federal government, I'm going to come at you with my hands. Fill your hands, you son of a bitch. Name that movie. <laughs> Jack knows. True grit. You win. Um, that includes all settlements, not just relating to sexual harassment, but also racial discrimination, sex discrimination, and other cases. An OOC spokeswoman said the office was releasing the extra data, quote, due to the interest in the awards and settlement figures. So they'll give you, as taxpayers, as the people in a government of, by, and for the people, they'll give you that information if they feel like it because they kind of sense you really want it. That's how it works. CNN has also learned that during the current Congress, no settlement payment approval requests have been made, uh, but there are various Congress people coming out and saying there are two sitting People in Congress, might be the Senate, might be the House of Representatives, uh, who are uh, who have uh, harassed women. Definitely, there are only two sitting out of the two hundred some well, since the mid nineties. That's impossible. Somebody was saying, I know of two. One R, one D. It's got to be a lot more than that because we oh, don't sure. we don't turn over our uh, we don't turn over our politicians that much. Oh, that's true. Everybody that's gets point. reelected over and over again. You've got a lot of the. I'd like to know how many of the same people are there in that amount of time. There's got to be more than two. So according to the uh, report, more than $17 million has been paid out over a period of 20 years, 97 to 2017. According to the data, there have been 268 settlements. God, that's a lot of settlements. Boy, if we, uh, to try to look at this from every angle. Oh, I don't doubt there's a culture there of you get to grab your hot 
fresh out of college secretary and get away with it. I don't doubt that that's the culture. And ha- or, or certainly the interns, God help them. Yeah, I don't doubt that. have really no standing. But if word got around that, um, make some sort of claim, you can, you can, you can, you can name your number because it's taxpayer money. They don't care. They just want it to go away. Nobody fights it. All you got to do is, you know, say something, name your number, they pay you off, and it's over. I mean, because that's probably the way it works, right? What would the negotiation situation be if it's taxpayer money? We'll make this go away for 50. I want 75. Okay, 75 right. then. I mean, yeah. why would you? Should have for 100. Yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's not your money. After a settlement is reached, a payment must be approved by the chairman and ranking member of the House Administration Committee. The aide to a Mississippi Republican also said that, quote, since becoming chair of the committee, Chairman Harper has not received any settlement requests. He became chairman of the panel at the beginning of this year. It's not clear how many lawmakers, if any, in addition to the House Administration Committee's top two members, are privy to details about the settlements and payments. So how about this? CNN, you know, for all their sins, they did have two or three reporters working on this. They can't even figure out who gets to know about this. It's so cloaked in secrecy and or, uh, well, just cloaked. Well, you'd have to work pretty hard to keep it secret or it would leak out. So you'd have to put it in the hands of uh, very few people. That's true. A source in House Speaker Paul Ryan's office told CNN that Ryan is not made aware of the details of harassment settlements. So the Speaker doesn't know. The source also said that top Democrat and top Republicans on the House Administration Committee review proposed settlements and both must approve the payments. Similarly, a source in Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi's office told CNN that Pelosi also is not made aware of those details. Uh, they're confined to the parties of the settlement and the leaders of the administrative committee. Uh, but Nancy Pelosi has expressed support for the efforts of Representative Spear. Nancy Pelosi, who's essentially been in charge of the House for most of the last you know, decade, uh, certainly with this uh, brief Republican uh, show of force, uh, notwithstanding, um, has done nothing about this culture, those settlements, none of it. Right. Well, she ran the place. Right. Although I'm, uh, I'll bet there was a feeling of that you're not going to change this. This is the way it works around here. Um, it would be nice though if she had, you know, brought it to our attention. But that that is that is absolutely incredible. I'm trying to figure out what the there was probably some, or maybe not. I was going to say uh, there was probably some well-intended reason for this, but there might not have been a well-intended reason. It might just been. An old boys club who liked to perv on their uh, their their interns and uh, and secretaries and thought we got to set this up so we can't ever get caught. Well, and sometimes guys would go too far, so they figured, well, we ought to get the, let this go away. Bob's really a good old boy, and he may have gone a little too far with that little gal, but let's not make a capital crime out of this. All right, now here's your punchline that makes this uh, well, and you know, I could have led with this. So that 268 settlements, the $17 million paid by you, but you don't get to hear about it. Remember, that's the less than half of harassment claims that settled after mediation. That doesn't include all the women, probably the younger women, the less powerful women, less experienced women, who were bullied and harassed out of following the process to its conclusion. Because that's step number one. The congressman gets a paid-for lawyer or the senator or the staff or whatever. They get a paid-for lawyer. They get all the force of their power and influence battering these women, 
calling them liars, bringing up their sexual histories, investigating them, telling them they're going to lose their job. And it's that brave, stubborn, or really pissed off less than half that take it to the wire who get paid off. So this is just, you know, may not be the tip of the iceberg, but it's, uh, you know, it's it's much more significant than the numbers that are actually paid off. Do you think this change is uh, a permanent, this, this, this cultural change that it seems like we're going through right now? Yes, I think I, it will be pretty permanent. I think so, too. Yeah. Which is interesting that that's the way it works. It's it was not a, a cer- craze. It was certain. It was a certain way for a long time, and then in a matter of weeks, in a matter of weeks, yeah, it's changed drastically. And I think I agree. I think it's going to stay this way. Yeah, and it should. But well, the the, the, the it could get witch hunty. Oh, it's we guaranteed got, to get witch hunting. Yeah, that's uh, that that's that that's going to happen. So we got democracies f- never go far enough and stop. The pendulum always goes past past the point of reasonableness. Somebody at some point is going to get accused, and then we're going to find out the accuser was lying. Sure. There are false rape charges, for instance, regularly. And it's a tragedy and a horror because it makes it so much harder for real victims to, you know, get justice. But, yeah, that'll happen. Donnie Deutsch was on MSNBC this morning. He used to be on. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced douche. He used to be on The Apprentice with with Trump, and he's a big-time businessman. He said, every businessman I know is horrified by some incident in the last 30, 40 years that could come out now in Mm -hmm. this current culture that was perfectly okay then or okay with most people then and not okay now. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know, uh, to that end, and I should have dug up the tape. I started to, but I got a short attention span, Jack. What was I talking about? Oh, right. So um, (laughs) I heard Cokie Roberts on the NPR talking about harassment on Capitol Hill because she's an attractive gal, certainly as a younger woman, she's a very pretty girl, um, and she was covering Capitol Hill, and she was talking about all the comments and, and more she got, and she was talking about old Strom Thurmond. He said he was a class unto himself, and I'm, I'm not going to give away the punchline here, but she talked about you know various things he'd say and do and how he'd, he kissed her on the mouth once, blah, blah, blah. And she said all of it, all of it, with an affectionate chuckle. She chuckled repeatedly, telling these stories. Which says to me and to you and to everybody else, she's a strong woman who, at the time, it was just, oh, can you believe this old fart? (laughs) It was not a, I'm a survivor thing. And so there is an element of presentism in this. Uh, Listen, I was brought up to respect women, always respect women, all the time. But if somebody in 1972 played a little grab ass with a secretary, it is different than if they did it right now. I mean, if you did it right now, you're out of your mind. you got to be crazy. You did it back then. That was a little old school, a little uh, disrespectful, a little little, uh, madman. So it will go to the point where if somebody in 1955 said, Woohoo, nice gams, uh, you know, they're going to, they're going to, here's lo- some hot tomato. <laughs> right. They're going to lose their job. It's going to go that far because that's what we do. And how about the sitting U.S. senator from New York who has Hillary Clinton's old seat said Bill Clinton should have resigned over the Monica Lewinsky thing Uh-oh. because of he was in a position of power and she was not. That is now that is a change. 
Because there weren't any Democrats saying that in 1990, was it six, eight, whatever right. year it was. I have in front of me right now a uh, really strongly worded piece by a woman on Fox News. Yeah, okay. And The Atlantic saying uh, reckoning with Bill Clinton's sex crimes is overdue. Sex crimes is the headline in The Atlantic. Interesting story, but I'll tell you where it's going to turn today, tomorrow, and uh, over the weekend. To Trump. Trump, yes. We're going to be talking about the current president and his past. All he had to do was nothing. But he unleashed the Frankenstein tweet. Which could have been autocorrect, somebody pointed out. That happened to me yesterday. I tried to send an Al Franken text, and it said Frankenstein on my phone. It's still up. I think Trump just didn't fix it. Sure, sure. (laughs) What's coming up your news, Marshall? In case you missed it on the Armstrong and Getty Show, another woman's frightening encounter with Senator Al Franken. Tesla creating an entirely new kind of big rig, and more proof the Kardashians are taking over the world. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Yes, texter by modern standards, Benny Hill would be considered a sexual harasser. That's an excellent point. (laughs) Yeah, Getty Sacks, indeed. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, this is this this could be a hell of an interesting weekend. Let's get the news and uh, we'll we'll get into that as it unfolds. Here's Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump weighing in on sexual assault charges against Democratic Senator Al bad Franken. Bad idea. Oh, not a bad, bad idea. Bad, bad, an awful idea that <laughs> that might cause him trouble by Trump standards. Can you imagine when like uh, the Huckabee woman saw that Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Oh my gets God. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. What happened, Marsh? Trump taking to Twitter to write, The Al Frankenstein picture is really bad. It speaks a thousand words. Where do his hands go in pictures two, three, four, five, and six while she sleeps? Radio News anchor. Al Frankenstein. And, and right now, all of the Trump accusers who came forward during the campaign and before, and some of them quite troubling indeed. I don't, I don't, I honestly don't remember. Are being flown to New York for their interviews. Can you hit me with one of them? I don't Uh, remember names and stuff like that, but there are underage girls pressed up against walls and kissed in hotel rooms. Sean's locked and loaded. You got one? Uh, There was the just kind of unannounced going into beauty pageant dressing rooms. Oh, that's right. That's right. Right. I'd forgotten about that one. That that was an interesting, uh, yeah, that was the I'm the pageant guy, so I get to walk in here in the dressing room and walk around thing. Radio no. radio news anchor Leanne Tweedham had posted a picture of Franken with his hands over her clothed breasts while she slept on a flight during a USO tour in 2006. And then Tweedham also talked about an unexpected kiss Franken laid on her while rehearsing a skit for that USO tour. It happened so fast and he just mashed his, his lips against my face and he stuck his tongue in my mouth so fast. Gross. <laughs> and all I can remember is that his lips were really wet and it was slimy and in my mind i called him fish lips the rest of the trip because that's just what it reminded me of i don't know why and he stuck his tongue down my my mouth and i remember i pushed him off with my hands and i just remember i almost punched him so because every time i see him now like my hands clench in the fist so apparently uh cnn is reporting they got uh ex-female staffers of al frank franken coming al frankenstein 
coming to his support saying that Very mature. they were treated with great respect when they worked for Al Franken. So that that's a help to him as opposed to a whole bunch of women right. coming forward saying he did similar things. Among people you'll hear over the weekend and uh, Monday on the news, Jessica Leeds, who alleges Trump tried to kiss her, fondle her breasts, and put his hand up her skirt while on a flight to New York in the early 80s. Uh, people writer Natasha Stonyoff, uh, Trump allegedly attacked her in 05, pushed her up against a wall at Mar-a-Lago, shoved his tongue down her throat, backed up in most cases by coworkers, friends, and family members. What year was that? I was 05. Okay. Franken was 2006. In the weeks that followed, many women alleged on the record that Trump had touched, grabbed, or kissed them without their permission. Over the course of his campaign, more than 10 would come forward. Uh, duh, duh, duh. defamation lawsuit filed by Summer Zervos, who alleged Trump began kissing her very aggressively, put his hand on her breast without her consent in 07. She filed suit after Trump repeatedly called her accu- his accusers liars, etc. I could go on, but they're all, you know, fairly similar. So how big a problem is this for Trump? Well, it, you know, I don't know. Uh, Florida resident Melinda McGlivery, age 38, tells people Trump gave her rear end a grab while she was helping a photographer friend at Mar-a-Lago in 03. So, I don't know. One other note, you know, it turns out haters can hate all they want, but Kim Kardashian West just proved her clan has as much relevance as ever. The KKW mogul made a whopping $10 million in one day. She launched three fragrances on Wednesday. According to TMZ, sales hit a million dollars in the first hour alone. Wow. Only 300,000 bottles were produced. They were sold out overnight. The most Eau de Bedonkadonk was the big seller. I'm assuming without spending a cent in advertising, because she just announced it on her Twitter feed. It was an all-out social media campaign yeah. before they were released. That's something. If you can move that kind of product and spent zero money on yep. advertising. None of the buyers have even smelled the perfume yet. They God, just... those people are so smart, because they are the ad agency, they are the network, mm-hmm. and they are the manufacturer. Yep. Or at least co- all of those things. Customers just bought the bottles and the strength of her brand, her push, and the packaging. Her that brand. I love it. that. <laughs> wow. Describe her brand to us, Marshall. You're a branding expert. Well, <laughs> she's got quite a unique brand. Well, Indeed. the first thing you need to do is have your mom shop your sex tape around Hollywood right. so you can get some name recognition in the papers. That's a good point. So I watched Kardashians the other night. Yep. The striking thing about it this season is they've all had so much work done. They're unrecognizable from the first season. Wow. My wife was bringing up pictures on her phone and saying, that girl right there, this is what she used to look like. Wow. Holy cow, really? (laughs) Why are they doing that? Well, that's part of the Hollywood thing, I guess. Big giant lips, your your cheeks are different, your nose is a different shape, you know, just a completely different face. 40% of your jaw is gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's called retooling. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips in the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. And they seem to have an endless ability to, like, lounge in front of nice hotels around the world and go to nightclubs, which I could do, like, for an hour. And just kind of fake being entertained by it for that hour, let alone every day of my damned life. I don't know. Not everybody loves their job. That's her job. (laughs) She's pretty well compensated. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, so we got so many different directions we got to go, right? To get caught up on something. I don't know. It's Friday for crying out loud. Thanksgiving's less than a week away. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
And then he said, and you, then you have to have uh, one other thing. I said, what's that, Judge? He said, you have to have hemorrhoids. <laughs> and I said, Judge, I, I don't understand that. Uh, I don't have hemorrhoids. Uh, he said, well, you have to have hemorrhoids. Uh, and I said, why? He said, well, it gives you a concerned look. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Roy Moore in the middle of his press conference making a hemorrhoid joke. Huh? Garaday came out and he said, well, it looks like I'm the only guy in America that can unite Democrats and Republicans. <laughs> That's funny because they because he was talking about that poll that was out where only 16 yes. percent of people uh, currently support him. Yes. Yeah, that's hilarious because almost everybody thinks being a sexual predator against children is bad. Oh, I get it. Jeez. Well, as long as we're hey, get uh, get uh, the Fox News poll. You got that number one? It's unbelievable. <laughs> Listen to this though. This is Alabama. Okay. You're not voting for the judge, Jack. That I'm much not. is clear. Yes. Liberal. Look at you wearing your lavender shirt. But what about Alabamians? Brand new Fox polls show Judge Roy Moore may be in trouble in that Senate race in Alabama following the sexual harassment allegations, accusations against him. The Republican Senate candidate is down eight percentage points to Democrat Doug Jones in our latest poll out tonight. Okay, eight points. That's a significant lead. We'll see. Uh, Mitch McConnell could say, all right, everybody, root or vote for Roy and we'll put in somebody else. And Republicans will think, oh, okay, now I have a reason to vote again. And that could go away overnight. But listen to this. A Fox News poll of likely Alabama voters shows 38% believe the allegations against Roy Moore are true. 37% do not. 25% unsure. Regardless of whether they believe the allegations, 54% of all voters and 75% of Republicans in the state believe Moore should stay in the race. There you go. Even if they're true regardless yeah yeah that's a interesting way to uh look at politics yeah 75 percent of alabama republicans say stay in the race it's amazing to me even if that's true that you're a child predator i guess why, why, are, you, why are you looking at me i didn't that's answer just, the poll i just think it's, <laughs> I quit, it's quit looking at me in that tone of voice i just think it's an amazing way to look at politics yeah i would agree i would agree you know, there probably isn't time to do the fascinating story you were going to bring us, so we can put that off for a moment or two, and I'll strike this bargain with the listening audience. If I do this story, will you stop sending it to us? Mm. <clears throat> the Navy apologized after one of its pilots used his plane to draw the image of a giant penis in the skies above Washington on Thursday. Residents of unpronounceable County Washington noticed the phallic image the artistic pilot emblazoned across the skies with his contrails and complained to local CBS affiliate KREM. Do you have a picture? I, I, well, I need a picture. <laughs> Come well, I just want to know if Come look because, at it. you know, you look at clouds. I see Snoopy. You do. Sure. I see a battleship. I mean, it's in the oh, eye of the charming. beholder. I want to know if this is clearly what Why don't it's... you bring your eye over here and behold this? That's a penis. <laughs> Now, why they decided to complain <laughs> to their local CBS affiliate, I can't imagine. <laughs> Here's a tweet. The most monumental thing to happen in OMAC, a penis in the sky, so that, tweeted one person. An Air Force pilot did that? Yeah, from uh, Whidbey Air Force Base, I guess. Yeah. Naval officials admitted that one of its pilots had performed the stunt and promised to hold the air crew accountable. The Navy holds its air crew to the highest standards, and we find this absolutely unacceptable. Of zero training value, not quite zero. 
I mean, what if we ever have to, like, draw a giant penis over the Kremlin, for instance? You'd know which crew to go with. And we are holding the crew accountable, the Navy said in a statement to a local TV show or TV station. The pilot's actions did not pose a safety risk. Barring dangerous activity, there's no regulation against salacious sky art, according to the FAA. Awesome. Is there any chance that this is just some way of him just showing how good of a pilot he is? Right. Like, you know, some people with an Etch-A-Sketch. I can't draw a box, but some people can do, like, you know, The Last Supper. He could have made a star or some other shape instead of the old D and B. (laughs) Yeah, you know, that's a good point. The story characterizes it as a penis. Well, it has a couple of friends along for the ride, (laughs) and he included those, too. That's some good piloting, boy. Hey, the experiment in capitalism is over, so if you'd like info on that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.